Pints and Pies Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Pints and Pies Podcast. Pints and Pies. This is a special request. This one goes out to young listener, noted young lady, Lindsay Kelk. Thank you, noted young lady. This is FM Radford. Here we go. Look in my eyes. What can you see? A lack of accountability. I've eaten muffins. They're from Mindy's. A lack of accountability. A lack of accountability. A lack of accountability. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Scissor Me Ratty Ass, Danielle Radford. I mean, look, being pan, I'm, I, I take all comers. I am a mixed match challenge. <laughs> I am an intergender match. Um, give it to me, all you ratty asses out there. I am joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, the I Lindsay of Kelk Advocacy, Lindsay Kelk. Did it in fucking one. Bra, 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 bra. I'm so proud of you. I'm so all the way How from I- the island of Kelk Advocacy. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And thank you for the uh, for the um, shout out at the beginning. It was a great tune. Number one noted young lady, Lindsay Kellogg's fuck. I'm so mad that I have to stop saying that now because of that asshole. <laughs> I'm literally never going to stop, though. You can stop all you want. This will be our exchange. You get to talk about Philly. I get to call you fair. noted young lady, That's Lindsay Kellogg. Well, Hal's not here. Let's agree to that now. <laughs> yes. Well, we're going to do that handshake agreement while Hal is out this week. And of course, obviously, we miss him because we want to hear about his thoughts on all of this stuff. But there'll be more news when he gets back. So... The news don't stop. That's what I know. Phil is in a box. Phil is in a box. (laughs) But after such a wild week, it is best to get back to what we enjoyed. So we're going to go around and talk about things that made us happy this week. Lindsay? Lots of things, again, which is nice. Isn't it wild how quickly, and I do put this down to the fact that we live in a world with a three-second news cycle now, or like already just adjusted to the new normal at WWE and I'm like okay this is fine (laughs) like I'm barely popping you know I'm just like oh cool okay yeah Mm, awesome great nice okay but a great week again fun wrestling I am gonna apologize up front to everyone in case I sound weird at any point because I had dental surgery this week oh that's right right. yeah super fun unexpected dental surgery uh, but my mouth is working But in case it sounds weird, that's why. But I needed wrestling lols because of pain in my face. So great timing. Um, And one thing I did want to mention that made me happy, we just talked about it briefly before we started recording, was the PWI 500 was announced. I even have people who like, I know no better being like, I don't understand how this happened. It's like, you know that this list is like, based on like, kayfabe it's a work it's like wins and losses it's like level of matches title opportunities the the best thing that this list is for is to get eyes on wrestlers that people have not heard of to get attention on indie folks but if you take i don't know i guess just like 
I've been doing stand-up and comedy for so long. Man, I haven't done stand-up in a minute. Um, but I have been doing in comedy for so long that you would always get these lists. And every time the list comes out, everybody get real mad. And it's like, <laughs> that's not, look, lists don't mean anything. No. It, like, I mean, it, here's the thing. I should say this. It's great for the people that are on the list and congratulations to them. But if you're not on the list or if your favorite isn't where they you think they should be, that like literally has nothing to do with how good they are. Right. That's why I hate when people are like, hey, Danielle, what are your like top 10 movies of all time? I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. That could change tomorrow. It depends on that, mm-hmm. like the wind. Uh, Teen Witch is on YouTube. So <laughs> that's like tonight, Robin that's going to be my favorite movie. Uh, and also like, it doesn't, <laughs> someone else's opinion, someone else's list does doesn't affect your opinion and what you find joy no. in. That's the thing we need to no. separate it from. As someone who has never been on a list or won shit, uh, I can also Heart say <laughs> that lists don't mean anything. But it's wild to me. It's like the idea that Roman Reigns was number one and the idea that people would be mad at that or it would affect them in some, in some way. I'm like, it doesn't. Do you know what it didn't do when you woke up? And this is why I say Mm-mm. it's something that made me happy because it did make me chuckle and it reminded it's me so that we funny. are a speck on a speck on a speck and nothing is important. But like, for <laughs> anyone who woke up and went, Roman Reigns, it didn't change how much you hate him. If you hate him, it's fine. He Mm-mm. didn't care. Maybe he saw the list and went, neat, tight, and moved on. I don't know because I wasn't there. He probably did. He probably was really busy getting those teeth cleaned. He has to get that fucking haircut sharpened up because that is sharp weekly. Like, he is a busy man. He's got stuff to do. I I looked at it my first reaction was like, Kevin Owens is too low. This is stupid. This is rude to Drew McIntyre. And I'm like, wait, (laughs) wait, this is what they want. Don't let them win. Just look at the list. Loll at the list. Feel free to go and enjoy people's absurd outsized reactions on the internet. (laughs) The funniest thing is there's a tweet from one of the PWI guys where like he doesn't even mention it, but someone is like, you know, just curious. I'm not trying to be rude, but would you mind justifying how come Mox isn't in the top 10 and dude's like... I will absolutely not fucking do that. <laughs> Next question. And and the guy's like, okay, well, I, I wasn't trying to be rude. And he's like, no, I wasn't being rude either. I just need to let everyone know and put it to a stop right yeah, now. Cool. Don't ask me to justify stuff on the list. It's not it's going to fucking It's my favorite happen. response. It's my favorite message is to be like, I'm not trying to start anything or I'm not being rude or I'm not trying to be difficult. But as soon as you put the button... And you you just need to remember that anything you write before the word but in a sentence just is is moot because the only thing that matters is what comes after the but. That's the only thing the person on the other end of this is going to see. And all those PWI people were like... And here it is. It's going to be like the, uh, the, the end of that movie with like Ben Affleck and George Clooney where they see the wave coming to the boat. <laughs> and also, once, by the way, remember, Lindsay, noted editor. So when she says, hey, just so you know, this is the way that words are read. She actually That's like studied and knows works. that. That's Everyone knows That's that. How, how many people works. here have received a text message? So they're like, hey, I'm not trying to be a dick, but... And you know immediately that whatever follows it up is going to be dickish. So I say, yep. pop along, enjoy the list, enjoy the internet. That's what I, that's what enjoy I enjoyed internet. this week. Outside, I, I, instead of just telling you which matches I enjoyed, which was all of them, that's what I enjoyed. What about you, Daniel? What did you enjoy? I am going to say that my sweet baby boys got to hang out this week. Obviously, there's all of the kerfluffle happening, but 
I got my Golden Lovers reunion. I very nearly put it over, obviously. I very nearly put it over. But it was one of those things where, because we're going to talk about all the matches, because obviously I love the matches as well. But like, just seeing them together again, oh, it just hit something in my fucking spirit. And when Kota's caption of saying it was like no time had passed, I was like, oh, because they're soulmates. Because they're fucking soulmates. And it's just them doing regular stuff, like going out for food and playing video games games and being in love. And platonic or otherwise, I don't know. But I love love love. And you can see love in their eyes. I love it. Everything was wonderful and nothing was terrible. And and from a wrestling perspective, I'm curious too, because Kenny's suspended, right? But he was in Japan to attend a gaming conference, seemingly on behalf of AEW and the AEW Fight Forever game, which is like, oh, I guess he's not not all the way suspended. I guess he still has obligations as a as EVP. Yeah, that whole situation is unfurling interestingly, and I can't wait to hear what we hear more. We still don't know anything. We still don't know any of the facts. They're never gonna tell us. So now we're gonna get into the shows. SmackDown again had some really, really, really great matches. Solo got to come on, made his debut against Drew McIntyre, which, yes, he is absolutely the person that you send for Drew because Drew has been, like, talking about the Island of Relevancy, and he's like, yo, I'm going to show you the Island of Relevancy. I am the youngest Oos. Unless you count the fact that everyone's putting in MJF as an Oos, which is, <laughs> like, photoshopping him as an Oos, which is the funniest thing in the fucking world. Oh, he just but- got engaged. Congratulations, MJF. I just oh, saw yeah, he just got engaged. And I can't talk yeah. about him because I read that smut that someone posted on the internet. <laughs> God, I don't even want to talk yeah. about it. But if you wanted to find I blame smut myself. On, uh, based on uh, what happened after uh, All Out, after the press conference where Ace Steel and CM Punk and MJF just, just have a grand old time, the three of them hanging out backstage, you won't ever be able to watch MJF do anything ever again. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh yeah, it's scrum without two of the letters. Yes. Um that's the one. That's but, the one. So that was a fantastic match. I am super into the way that they are dealing like like solo coming up, super fantastic. That kid I do feel like this was the right time. I do feel like Drew was the right guy. It made both of them look good to yep. me. And it feeds him into his feud with Karrion Cross, which I think is very, very smart. I think it's great booking. I think it's yeah. good for both of them. It keeps Drew yes. front and center, uh, and it brings Carrion in in a believable way. I truly believe mm-hmm. that he wants to murder Drew for no real reason, mm. but he can. Uh, I just, I really like what they're doing with him now, which just feels so strange to say. But I am ready to see them have like a real, real fight. I also loved to see uh, Baby Oose meet Sammy. Almost said you was the man. You. He was right. Appreciate the help out there, Sammy. Well, you know, Roman, Roman knows what he's talking about. Man, please, man. Man, what? What you? What me? What? What is that noise? Hey, yo. Uh, And they get along. That was nice. That was cute. More drama between the the full-time oozes. Obviously, a little bit of uh, tension between Jay and Jimmy, but... Look, Jay is not here for the bullshit. No, or for the fourth Uso son. For Rikishi's fourth son. <laughs> Sammy killing it on the internet again this week. I'm going to say I'm curious about the Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler stuff because I want to see them fight. 
I want to see them fight. I want to see them fight to the death. Right? Like, I want it to be so bad where it's like, one of you has to leave. And I think you know right? which one I, I think want I know, it to I be. I think I know. I mean, I'd be very into Shayna costing Ronda the match at Extreme Rules and then that, yeah. that feeding into a feud for the two of them. Because I don't think Ronda needs the belt back in any way, shape, or form. So I would have Shayna cost yeah. the match and then have them fight later on. I wouldn't mind if they build this as like, no, like, this is going to be an MMA wrestling yeah. match. If you have both of them on the roster, mm-hmm. I feel like you've got to do that at least yeah, once. Well, I mean, you can make it a lights out or you can make it no holds barred. And then you, you and then you yes. bill it as like, yeah, it's like, oh, you know, when you have them bring it up in promos, just be like, we're not just going to wrestle. I'm going to like hurt you, you know, and you talk about their MMA yeah. record and you talk about their past. Like, I've really enjoyed yes. Sonia bringing her MMA back to the forefront recently. That's, she's been I mean, I just enjoy everything, Sonia. I love her so much. Uh, my husband's a little bit concerned about it. Like, I like Sonia so much. <laughs> I had a friend text me and they were like, so Sonia, she's a little, and I'm like, uh, baby, she's yeah, a lot. She's not a little. <laughs> she's not a little anything. Like, she she's is a, a full shift everything. Uh, I love her. Yeah, that's why we but love I loved her. how she brought her MMA background into her match with Ronda. And I think we've been, we saw it come out a little bit this week as well against Bianca. I love that they called back and I'm jumping over to Raw but I love the way that they called back no. to their feud on Raw this week and mm-hmm. Sonya saying you cost me my job I'm like wait I remember that that was a thing that happened that was true that was a thing that happened interesting so then we had Street Profits and Hit Row who I love all of them together they did a little dance together at the top of the ramp and it made me so happy I'm just rooting for everybody black nothing has changed I'm sorry it's, I'm like it's all I don't same. know if anyone else <laughs> had an emotional week and spent several several hours watching uh, those reaction videos of the little girls seeing the new Little Mermaid and just oh, sobbed like a fucking baby yes. in their own home being like, this is why it's special. But that's basically uh-huh. when I was post-surgery and on many drugs uh, watching the Hit Row Street Profits. I'm like, <laughs> look, they're best friends though. It's really nice. They're just supporting each other. It's really important yeah. and I like it. And they're different teams and they're completely different people, but they come together at all. That it's whole just great. Match, so the whole tag match of Los Lotharios and mm-hmm. Um, Maxim male models I simply cannot and then Street Profits and Hit Row barely a white fella between them barely a white fella there and I was like guys maybe this is okay maybe this is what we show the people who are mad about the mermaid maybe we say you know you love the wrestling thing maybe it's okay you assholes Imperium speaking of white Imperium speaking of the opposite of what we just said (laughs) Imperium oh those lads look real real intimidating going up against the the BBs uh, three super white men fighting three super white men (laughs) like here we go they were like okay it's about to get real pale it's about to get real pale Uh, slightly fascist and a little bit peaky blindersy so I mean it's it's pick your fighter you know pick your poison (laughs) but it was was a great match it was a great match I love watching people who love to do it I love watching people who love to do it and they all fucking love their jobs I'm loving this resurgence of love for Seamus. <laughs> right? Because you can tell he's Sweet fucking boy. loving it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you he's can... not coloring his hair that very vivid shade of red for no reason. No. He walked around with a mohawk for years. Mm-hmm. That poor man walked around in real life with a mohawk for years. Let him have this. And only because he was in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, let him have this. We love you. Um, so now going to Raw... Uh, damage control 
came in, did their thing. Also, I love that they spell it like the way that SZA spelled her album control. <laughs> I just, I, I love, love the it. name. I love the whole thing. I love the I whole love, thing. I love, I love everything, everything about, them. about it. I can't take my eyes off Dakota Kai. Really can't. When she's on the screen. And Which is I, amazing because EO is also there who is someone right? I can't take my eyes off of. But it's right? like... And it's for her to... And she's kind of overshadowing EO a little bit. And I think it's because we haven't seen EO do her full, you know, range of shenanigans yet. Oh. But I just cannot take my eyes off her. And I started out a Dakota Kai doubter. I found her extremely tedious early on. Um, and then I liked mm-hmm. her when she heel turned. And then I've, you know... I won't lie, a lot of my Dakota Kai feelings are never to do with how good she is in the ring because obviously she's fantastic. So much of it has to do with her hair. And I, I, I've, we've ah. talked about this in the past. I liked it what? short. I didn't like it when she put the extensions back in. I like it's a cute bob. It was your heel hair. I like heel hair. This hair, I feel like she is it's fully good. evolved. This is the final form of Dakota Kai and I fucking love it. She is so compelling to watch. She is so fun. She looks like an anime character. Like it is, it is like watching a movie when she's in the ring, and to watch her and Eo just go off is, I love it. I love also, it. how much do you love her and Shayna? I what you mean? You mean best friends and dog co-parents, Dakota yes. Kai and Shayna Baszler? Yeah. I love it. That's what I feel about They're it. They're so cute. Yeah. Uh, and Game I love when they, they tweet each other. It's so great. Johnny wrestling went up against Chad Gable. It was a good match. I'm just hyped because it's like Johnny Gargano, but I'm also like, I want good things for Chad Gable. I want the best things for Johnny Wrestling. So Yeah, which is um, entirely reasonable. I like Alpha Academy so much. I like them a lot too. it goes yeah. against everything in me, but I'm like, oh, he's doing the best with this. And he's so fun and compelling. He's like a baby. He feels like almost baby Miz-ish. With to, with this to me, oh, where it's yeah, yeah, yeah. so so arrogant and so obnoxious, it's obnoxious, and I love it, and that's why I think it played so well here. Because obviously, you know, Johnny's pure heart, Johnny, we love him. Yes, uh, and it was they just had a banger of a match, and, and we knew they would, of course, on paper that match is a banger. But like the wrestling of it, as well as the storytelling of it, was just so good. Mm-hmm. I really loved it. I I really like wrestling, you guys. Wrestling <laughs> like is really good. So I don't know if you knew that, but when wrestling is good, it's literally the best thing in the entire world. Judgment Day got a win against Matt Riddle and then Edge. <sighs> Dominic. Look. <laughs> it's Edge, Dominic, was the thing that happened. That just doesn't yeah. seem fair. That's just, I know what they're doing, but like, I'm sorry, like someone on Twitter said, and I have to agree, how does Logan Paul have a better Three Amigos than Dominic does? So I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, because I'm me. Yes. uh, Where I'm like, oh, he's looking bad on purpose here, because you need to see Edge just ragdoll him, basically. You do uh, do need to see him get his ass You really needed to see Edge just take him apart for the story of that match to work. True story. Um, I like that he was wearing a little top. That yeah. was nice. I like that he was wearing a little shirt that Rhea was like, let's just let's just put a top on. Let's put a top on, Dom. Let's slick your hair back and put a little top on. I like the slicked hair. Yeah, I like the slicked hair. It looks so much better than it did before. I like I the whole look. I love Rhea at ringside. I love Rhea's attitude with him. Mm-hmm. I love what she brings to his performance and the way that he's put together. I think she mm-hmm. really adds more to him than his father has ever done. 
Um, oh, you're right. Right? I'm sorry. I love sorry. when Ray was like, I never knew you felt this way. I'm like, I don't know if he really does, but I do. Like, I don't <laughs> know if he means it, but I'll co-sign on it. I'll yep. co-sign on it. Ray. I just like to see kids beat up their dad. So that worked for me. A lot. Yeah. And I love seeing Edge get the shit kicked out of him because he does it so well. Every time Yo. Edge gets beat up, he looks like he's just died. And I'm into it. So there was like this video that went around of Naomi and Sasha who are now attached at the hip and I couldn't be happier of them doing yoga with like an expert who's like helping them like get into stretches and do stuff. And of course the men were horny and it was like, look, just keep it together. You're on main. Says me like I have a place. <laughs> like I have, like I'm allowed to say that. But watching Sasha is like, she's doing these like wall stretches and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that flexibility is how it is that you look like you get murdered every time you sell yeah. something yeah. because you're able to do that thing with your back. Because you see it in Dakota as well. I think Dakota yep. has that same uh, yep. flexible doll-like thing where you just look like a rag doll. And Alexa too, who has a gymnastics background. So it yes, makes perfect yes. sense. Yeah. Perfect. And, and with Edge, he just literally like, he takes everything like, and it also doesn't hurt that he knows that as soon as he takes something, we're like, no, you're in the bird neck. Don't hurt my baby. Don't <laughs> hurt my man with his poly neck neck. And he's an old man. He's old. He's tired. Yeah. He's hurt. He, he's literally working with children. I mean, <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone has the right to cut that promo, it is Edge. It is uh, he's working with his friend's son. Yeah, I love seeing Edge get the shit kicked out of him because I just think he sells it so well. And yes, you truly believe that this might be the thing that kills him every single time. Yeah. Because he's so grizzled and he's so beat up but he's so good i'm enjoying judgment day so much and i, I always like seeing matt riddle get the shit kicked out of him so i was into that obviously never not a treat it's never, never not, not a, a treat. treat yeah little treat for me little 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 uh little yeah. oreo and goodie bag Just a little snacky a little snacky for danielle oh look kevin owens and austin theory like did a little a little uh promo way off and gotta that was it, gotta give it a shout out yeah ko yeah. man i <sighs> We were watching it and I was watching it with Jeff and I was like, is this for his Oscar reel? Is that what this is? That's how it feels to me now when he comes out and cuts his very earnest emotional promo every week. And it's not in a fake way, in a just that like he really feels it. Like I feel like we're going to get either the snot bubble or a single tear next week. Like it has to be one or the other. This place, these people, they need people like me and Johnny Gargano because we are the heart and soul of this business. And people like you are the appendix of this business, completely disposable. He needs his Tom Hooper close-up is what he needs. <laughs> like, he needs his lame is, put the camera right in his right? fucking face. At any moment, they could just cut so that if he could be face-to-face with Theory and I could have seen him turn towards Hardcam and start singing on my own. And I would have <laughs> I would have bought it. I would have yes. jumped out of my seat and said yes to this. Yes to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 fun. I, I'm down to see KO and Theory go at it. I think it's good for Theory to work with someone like KO. And Agreed. I'm into watching Kevin uh, on this path that he's on to work his way to wherever he's at. Like, I love that he's demanding it, but he's also still earning it, mm-hmm. you know? I love the way that they're doing that. That feels very yeah. true to his character. And I think they're probably still working out where he's going to fall, you know? Right. Like, which storyline is he going to be a part of? Where does he go? Because you can't put him up against Roman right now. No. Mm-mm. That doesn't make any sense. No. You, you can't pull Sammy out of the bloodline yet, if you're going to make it a tag thing. Yeah. And that would work beautifully, but it's not today. 
No, that's at like the rumble where there has to be a decision made and then Sammy chooses and then Jay is like, okay, well then you're not the, you know, like there's, you got to build up to that. And I think that's what they're doing so cleverly right now and so well is everyone is being used well. Mm -hmm. Like everything works for everyone. And we are in the holding pattern. This is the holdingest, patterniest part of wrestling. This is the worst part of the year because we're not on the road yet. We're not on the road. So this is usually where everything is in stasis. How is right. it that this is the most exciting part of this year so far? It just, I just cannot, cannot. I have so much to do before January and I just need to stay alive because I cannot wait for the rumble. Like I, every time oh, no, I think about I'm it, dying. I get very giddy and overexcited. I still have to get through a Survivor Series. I know, but, we still oh. have Survivor Series. Oh. Obviously, we're gonna we, we know we're gonna talk about uh, other things later that made us very happy. We're gonna sco- swap over to the A, the E, the W. Brian Danielson and Jericho, great fucking match. Good for them, basically. <laughs> Full disclosure: this is deeply unprofessional. I did not see AEW this week because of the, oh. the pains, the pains and the drugs and the, and the sleep. The pains and the drugs, uh, the pains and, and, and the, the drugs works and the everything else that we had to do. But yeah, I've seen clips and I've seen reviews, and um, I will go back and watch the Deep ID and Jericho because I've heard it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this to the guys before we started recording as I turned on my TV at the end of the day on Wednesday because I had been working late trying to catch up uh, yes. and I didn't know what time it was and the way I knew what time it was is when I turned it on the AW women's match was on so I'm like oh <laughs> it must be 25 past 6 and it was 6 28 look so, like I said you, you could time boiling an egg to it it's yep, perfect on the button on I will say button. I will say uh man Sammy and Mox was it was something I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Mox is such a complete him just like doing all of the no selling and stuff, which is like a, a lot of times. Obviously, this was very playful. Like it was a very playful way that he did it. But it's also like couldn't have happened to a better guy. Stokes came out, talks about like what the firm is, why they helped out MJF. It was a good show. And that's I mean, there wasn't a lot. From, yeah, I guess I'm just still I'm still in an AEW all out hangover. Also, <laughs> like, I'm still I'm still recovering from all out itis, which is a, a real struggle. The tournament has done a lot. I think it's done a lot to help for with ratings. It's done a lot, which is also like, hey, look at the ratings. You don't necessarily need people who create for toxic environments in your company in order to produce a good result. And that's just maybe a good thing for them to know. If you've got any thoughts on the week in wrestling, you can tell us about them in our Facebook group. And you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages. And when we come back, NXT prepares for yet another reboot. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Black and gold and black and gold and white and gold and black and gold. (laughs) Blue and gold or blue and white. I don't know anymore. (laughs) Lindsay Kalk, we missed you. You were back home in the UK while you were home. What was your snack of choice? I think we all know what it was, Danielle. (laughs) (laughs) We all know. Uh, and it wasn't just while I was in the UK. It was when I was in Hawaii recently. It mm-hmm. was when I went to Disneyland recently. You know what I have in my fanny pack, Danielle? Do you know what I have with me at all times to avoid any attacks of the hangries? 
It's those goddamn Soylent peanut butter squares. It for sure is. They're my favorite thing. And I am never without them. I can literally lay my hands on one at any given moment. I could, I am never, it's like a rat in New York. I am never more than 10 feet away from (laughs) squares. So you're like the Soylent square kelp. Was what we would yes. call you, just like oh, if, so I, 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 what if someone else needed it now? Now it's not. It's like carrying an extra tampon to me now. It's not even like I have to have it for me. I have to have it in case anyone else needs one as well. Public service they are so important to me. They are so important. They are fully a part of the signature Kelk carry on now. Never without one. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, and I still like yo. I've got I've got all of my fluids. Um, so there's like some great protein ones that I drink in the morning because again, I like don't get super hungry in the morning. It's just not how like my body works. So I wake up, but then you still wind up getting like the hangries later and you're like, why am I angry? And it's like, because you don't have like nutrition in your body because you didn't want to go up and scramble an egg, you dumb dummy. And so- Didn't do your proteins when you woke up. Didn't do your your proteins. I do your proteins when you wake up. It's so good for your brain. So then I go and I drink one of them and I'm like, oh, I did it. I did it. And healthy food is amazing. Please. I love an egg. I love an avocado toast. I'm not going to do that. And we have established I'm not always going to do that. And not for like, I'm not going to do that because sometimes like I just don't have time. And so that's what Soylent is good for. It is healthy food. It gets delivered right to your door. It's all plant-based food. It's good for you. It doesn't require you to clean up, which I'm not doing, or go through the drive-thru. I don't drive. And when you walk through it, they totally judge you because I've done it before. Even if you pretend you're driving a car. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You can do the thing with like your two hands up and go like beep, beep, like Maggie Simpson. And they're like, no, we see you. That's a toy (laughs) wheel. They don't let that. They don't let you do that. So look, sometimes when you're at that point and you're hangry, it'll be like you need a candy bar whose name I won't mention because you get a little something when you're something their target line, I won't say. Or you could grab something that tastes like good and peanut buttery and is actually giving you the thing that's going to stave off your hunger. So no more unhealthy snacks when you need a food fix. And what's better than tasty food? It is tasty food at a great discount. So go to Soylent.com forward slash tights and use promo code tights to get 20% off your first order. That's Soylent.com forward slash tights and use promo code T-I-G-H-T-S for 20% off your first order. Get them squares. Get them. Put them in your purse. Put them in your friend's purse. Keep them in your house. Put them anywhere you need them. Get them. 20% off. What a score. Oh my gosh, hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of the pop culture trivia podcast, Troubled Waters. On Troubled Waters, we play games like motivational speeches. It goes a little like this. Riley, give us an improvised motivational speech on why people should listen and subscribe to Troubled Waters. I look around this ad and I see a lot of potential to listen to comedians such as Jackie Johnson and Josh Gondelman, and they need you to get out there and listen to them attempt to figure out sound rebus clues or determine if something is a Game of Thrones character or a city in Wales. I have chills. I'm going to give you 15 points. All that and so much more on Troubled Waters. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I am Danielle Radford, and I am joined today by... Lindsay Kelp. Yay! Now it's time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Hit me with that good shit, Julian. Let's get ready to... Anal bleeding. Whoa! Holy shit! 
WWE. I love cake. I hate ducks. On a hard fart victory. Live, pal. What? Ah, <sighs> just so beautiful. All right. So it has been one year since NXT was moved to Tuesday nights and rebooted with a new look, a new direction. NXT 2.0, we all had some thoughts and opinions about that, all the tie-dye, all the being able to see your beautiful faces in the crowd. And after this week, it looks like they will once again be tweaking the presentation of WWE's developmental show and Triple H's mm, special baby boy. NXT is constantly evolving with a focus on the future. Superstars develop and move on. But our message to our passionate fans will never change. We are NXT. You always know, like, when someone is, like, the favorite child. And, like, sometimes <laughs> I wish trips would be less obvious about it. Because we're on SmackDown definitely have to feel like... But, you know, NXT is also the baby of the family. It's true, and the baby, uh, speaking as the baby of the family. Hard same. <laughs> the baby same. of the family always gets special attention. Oh. We need it because we're special. We're uh, needy. That's what I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, pay attention to me and lavish me with presents, which is what he's done. Uh, yeah. So that's nice. That's nice. That's good for them. Yeah, because every time it's always like the other siblings are like, do you know what we had to get through so you can get where you are? And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm a little baby. Yeah, I'm baby. I'm baby. I need presents. I'm, I'm baby. baby. That's NXT. It makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> NXT so, is baby. <laughs> NXT is baby. And we all, obviously, if you've been following the podcast, all of us were super into NXT. Like unanimously for a while, it was the only show that we wanted to talk about, especially like pre-AEW when like Raw and SmackDown were just grim. We were like, yeah, we're just going to talk about NXT for the rest of our lives. And then when it became 2.0, we were like, I don't know about this, Davey. So <laughs> how different is your opinion now that it, we're like a year into the change? I found it really hard to be objective about it because as you said, like first NXT, first uh, version of NXT, not even really the first version, but the version that was on TV, yes. that came to TV, and our peak NXT, let's call it, and all of our faves when they were there. It was my favorite wrestling show ever. Mm -hmm. It really was. It wasn't just my favorite thing that was on TV then. It was my favorite thing that had ever been on TV for me to enjoy and watch. And when they took it away, when they took my baby away, Ooh. it didn't make any sense. So it wasn't mm. even a logical change to me, which is what made it so hard to understand and accept. It wasn't done slowly or in a respectful no. manner. Do you know what I mean? Like they just took away the thing you loved without really telling you why. Uh, yeah, unless you followed like the rumors and the dirt sheets, in which case it felt really especially kind of disrespectful, right? Yeah. And it was very strange, you know, like so many people were let go. Some people moved up and then they were also let go. But the way that they did it, like wholesale, they took away the branding, they changed the studio, they changed mm -hmm. the lighting. I liked the Splatter logo. I won't lie. I like colors. They make me feel things. Oh, I wasn't hating that. But the complete shift in roster that just happened so fast. We would have whole so episodes hard. where we were like, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that whole is. Whole episodes, whole episodes. It wasn't even, they didn't even attempt to do it in a, a subtle fashion. They didn't no. attempt to 
put people in one by one. And I, obviously there was a reason for that. They decided to do it that way on purpose. And yeah. as Julian points out, this was done right as Triple H was very, 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 very sick. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? And that's, I think, for a lot of us, we were like, y'all, come. Because it definitely felt like, you know, it, it was driven by outside forces. It was driven yeah. by this, like, need to compete with something that you don't need to compete with. Right. Your WWE, like, just let both things live. It went from feeling like something... Slick isn't the word, but professional, um, you know, and the, that NXT was a third brand. And maybe they didn't want a third brand because maybe it was competing with themselves. I don't know. And that's maybe. why they wanted to maybe. move it back into more of a developmental strategy, a developmental show. And I like when it's a combination of both. Right. And it, it's it was just very, very hard as a viewer to go from a certain level of professionalism and a certain right. level of skill and talent and arguably the best wrestlers in God WWE, damn. the best like actual wrestlers, the best workers were in NXT. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And you went from having the best wrestling on the show to having a lot of developmental quality wrestling. I'm being very polite. It, a lot of it was shit. A lot of it was bad. A lot of it was hard to watch. And it, it was the in-ring action was difficult. The out-of-ring action was unbearable, unwatchable, so much of it. And and then you made it so bright. You made it brighter than my Nana's iPhone. Like, stop it. <laughs> stop it. It was so silly. It was too much all at once, and it all felt so crappy. It felt crappy. It was definitely going from, like, Save by the Bell to Save by the Bell, the new class. And look, you got to make a shift of, hey, this isn't the thing that it was. Now it's developmental. And that means that we have to be kind about, you know, because you have to give people opportunities to prove themselves and prove what they can do. But in a lot of cases, it did feel like, yo, like in the old NXT, people would be kind of like hanging out for like a minute before we saw them and like getting their shit in at the PC before they were on TV. And like with the new one, it felt like, how long have you been doing this? Because there are babies there. There are literal babies there. Actual, I mean, you see them get delivered in the parking lot and then they put them in the ring. That's like a cabbage young patch, yeah. And inexperienced some of these kids are. And I do wonder, and I have wondered if this version of NXT had existed on Peacock and the network and it had existed separately yes. as a developmental thing. Would I be so hard on it? I and wouldn't. I don't think I would. I think I, I would wouldn't. be like, oh, there's this cute developmental show and like maybe I check in. Because that's what it used to be. Like if you go back and you look at like the original four horsewomen and you go back and you look at like a lot of folks who are yeah. like, who did come in and yeah, maybe they came in from the indies. Maybe they had pr- prior experience. But this program was what made them what they were you know you go back and you look at alexa bliss when she was like a weird pixie fairy like oh i remember the first time i saw sasha and i was watching it with my brother and he was like oh i love her and i was like but she fucking sucks and she was doing the thing where she walks out and does her sort of swerve into the ring and i was like what in the name of lap dances this bullshit and he was like oh it it does not get better but she's gonna be really good and then she got in the ring and i was like oh this is like okay but this is bad but it was when she had the frizzy her hair was frizzy it wasn't colored right it was she wasn't styled properly her makeup wasn't there it was very early days and obviously she needed that development to get to where she is now and look at Sasha Banks now yes I do understand and appreciate the need for developmental I don't know if I need to see it all 
and you took away my thing and replaced it with this other thing. That's what made it so hard, right? Is because they took away a thing we live, we loved and they gave us a thing we did not love. How often are you watching NXT now? Because I know for a while we were all like trying to give it our best and then we were like, oh, you're kind of slipping. Yeah, you're I watched for a couple a of months when it changed over because mm-hmm. that was our that was mine and Jeff's appointment wrestling viewing. That's what we watched every week. We oh, never yeah. missed NXT. It was his favorite. It's really what got him into uh, WWE. He loved Aww, NXT so much. Jeff. And then he would, but he was legitimately sad. And it was almost. This is going to sound so overblown. Apologies to everyone who's sad about the Queen still. Uh, but it was like a grieving process. You genuinely grieved it because we lost a thing we loved, and it just went away. No, it's like if you had a TV show that had been your favorite show for like. God, like seven, eight seasons. And then all of a sudden they were like, oh, it's ending and we're not doing, we're not giving you like a satisfying season finale. Imagine if like halfway through the last season of Breaking Bad, they were just like, oh, it's it's a whole new cast of drug dealers now. (laughs) It's real bright and shiny. And uh, now it's set in Florida. Walt Walt has gone back to his home planet. Yeah, Walt (laughs) has gone back to his home planet, never to be seen again. Uh, and we know we say that on cartoons a lot, but this time we have a signed affidavit from the show's producers. <laughs> it, it's, uh, yeah, it was it was really hard. And I think that was the, the biggest hurdle for it was you took away a thing people loved and you replaced it with a thing that was not comparable quality. It's hard. So I, I watched it for the first couple of months and then I just tapped out and Jeff was like, I will not watch this. And I'm like, well, I, I only get so many hours a day with, with my man. Um, and I'm yeah, not very busy bees. It, right? Like we only have a couple of nights a week where we can hang out and do stuff. And I'm like, well, we're not going to not watch NXT together you know it was very weird so it was just sort of tapped out AEW was happening uh there was a lot to watch that wasn't NXT so it it fell by the wayside for me I came back a few weeks ago when when the stuff happened you you guys do you remember when Vince McMahon got kicked out of WWE do you even (laughs) fucking remember that that was very recent I know it's wild (laughs) well no but so now Trips is in control of the main roster right Yep. So are we still thinking that he is going to treat this like his special little baby boy? Seems to me like it's going in a 50-50 route. So Shawn yeah. Michaels been, has been heading up NXT for a whole minute, right? Uh, which yes. we love. And we love that for Shawn. Keeps him we busy, do. keeps him off the streets, keeps him doing what he's good at, which is like bringing up young talent. But we like him best when he's with his best friend, Hunter. Like, right? That's, the, that's the true fact about, about Shawn Michaels. We like him best when he's in friendship, not when he's screwing people over in Montreal. These uh-huh. are your two options on Shawn Michaels. I'll take when <laughs> also, isn't uh, uh, Julian? Isn't Rodog back? So much has happened, I can't even remember. He's not doing anything with NXT. He's okay, but he's uh, back on like the main. Roster he's doing. He's producing live events. Is what his title is now. Perfect. He used to do NXT stuff, but then he kind of he wasn't very good at it. So I mean, no, <laughs> so, no, I'm so, fine with it because that was no. Not, I'm fine with it. It wasn't he, for when me. he had the book. It was not NXT's most shining moment. So mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. When we saw the revamp this week, so we've seen it now, like, you know, they're, they're dropping some of the crappy stuff, they're bringing back some of the good stuff, and it's going to be a hybrid. I guess it's a hybrid NXT of what it was I like and, that, and what it is. Yeah. I'm assuming everyone listening to this cares enough to have seen the little video uh, you at, should. at the top of the show where Shawn Michaels says, this is developmental, damn it, uh, but in more words, with more words. Um, and I love that their whole new thing is like, people will come and if they're good, they'll go up and if they won't, wow, wow. Which fine, that's what developmental is. So I have more faith in it now that it seems to have a clearer direction and a stronger creative team. 
does that mean I'm going to start watching it again every week? I don't know. And I tried to work out why because I have watched it the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. The thing that puts me off about NXT more than anything else is the recent reliance on stupid characters. And I don't know how better to say it, but they have so many wrestlers right now. It just seems so reductive and backwards that they are wrestlers whose their character is their job or like a very intense stereotype, which I feel like you don't see as much on the main roster these days. Like the best characters, like Kevin Owens is a character. I know exactly who he is. I could boil down who he is to three words. But it's not he's a dentist. He's not exactly. And this is it. It feels like we're going back in time at NXT to like IRS and, and fucking Isaac Yankum and all this absolute bullshit. And like, why am I seeing two brunettes dressed as sexy executive assistants who we know that they're business ladies because they're wearing big glasses? No. Bad dog. Hit it on the nose with a newspaper. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't get it. I think it's reductive and i think it is retrograde i think it is poorly conceived yeah i think it's a holdout from when vince was like i'm taking the rails because yes, that and it feels like thing, vince characters it feels like and vince. i think that we're probably gonna start to see because like literally at the end of the last nxt when they did that video of the dramatic logo change mm -hmm. that's a statement and that's yep. and then and apparently according to reports everyone started chanting black and gold which is like guys it's like more like white and but I, I get it <laughs> but they're like it, it's got like a black outline but like i get it um but everyone's like chanting black and gold like the 2.0 is gone that branding is over i'm gonna be watching because i want to see what happens because i am willing to bet that like you can take a lot of these characters because some of the stuff, I sent a video to the group chat where I was like, hey, it was the Lashes Lady versus- Lash uh, Legend, she's great. Lash Legend, she is great, versus Wendy doing like a promo off. And Wendy, you can tell her stuff was very scripted, but it felt very Nick Kids to me. <laughs> What's your reaction to her comments, especially directed at you? To me, the Generation of Jade is just jealous of Roxanne. I mean, who lives in a Generation of Jade anyway? Not me. I live in an apartment. Maybe I'd live there if it was rent-free. Nah. Cora's living in her own world, and she's so jealous of Roxanne that she's iced everyone out. Very true. Listen, I may dress like this, but I smart person. I feel like they are only ever one line away from looking to camera and giving a full gym. But this, the skits are bad, and we don't see that as much on the main roster anymore for a reason, because it is, it's dumb. It's dumb. Right. And and I don't know if they've like chosen these things for themselves. I see the vision and I want it to work. And again, this is developmental. This is where they're going to learn how to be able to do these things. Um, so I think part of it is on me. Yeah. But I can't wait to see what Tony D'Angelo looks like in like a year, maybe when he stopped being like, hey, forget about it. And they've stopped making him the human version of Vinny the dog in Family Guy. Like, I don't know if anyone was watching Family Guy when Brian sadly passed away and, and the Griffins got a new dog and it was an Italian dog called Vinny. That's not a 2022 character. I give you the world. And what do you do? You make a move for my chair. You broke my heart. My guess is now... He's sleeping with the fishes. You stupid mother. 
I think you can have that character, but I think it has to be in one of those promotions where it's like literally everything is that thing. Yes. It's got to be like an intergender glow where it's like, <laughs> oh, no, we're doing this with everyone and we know what it is and we know that it's corny and we're embracing how corny it is. And is it supposed to be funny or is it supposed to be intimidating? Because it's not intimidating. So if it's not intimidating, is it supposed to be funny? Because it's also not funny. You know, why isn't he like, if things don't go my way, maybe you're not around next week. You know, why isn't that his thing? It's like, well, yeah. maybe maybe you do what I want you to do or maybe things don't go so great for you. But instead, he's just stood there wearing a hat. That's his whole character is a hat. <laughs> the outfit is like, what the fuck? You're just wearing a hat and you're like, you want an espresso? Like, no, no, sir, I don't. I want you to be better. Um, that's all I need. But he, to me, has been a real, <laughs> real pinpoint for what is wrong really with it and why like I can't it. watch it. And I'm, I cannot wait to see what he can do and when he can be allowed to do something yeah. good. Yeah. And again, I, I like corny stuff. I just think that maybe like if there's a, the, your own corny pocket universe, because Lucha Underground had a lot of really corny shit, but fuck, I loved it. I just always want to know, could you put that person in a ring against Roman Reigns and have it stick? Mm-hmm. Ha, hey, uh, Roman, you want a coffee? Like, no, no he's going to run that fucking <laughs> French press up your ass. It's, it's going to go badly. It's not a French press. <laughs> also, they definitely don't even have a real uh, espresso machine. You know they're making cups of Nespresso out back. You know it's Nespresso. It's Come on. Bitches using pods, which means it's not real anyway. A bitch loves a pod. Um, we did also <laughs> ask y'all in the Nation of Conversation for your input, and y'all were like, uh, so first off, Nate, hi, Nate, says that he has been watching 2.0 from the beginning because he loves to watch the wrestlers grow and points to people like Lash Legend, yes, and Joe Gacy as performers who started out awkward but found their strengths over time. Totally. NXT is the one program I consistently watch because at the end of the day, I never know what I'll see. I totally get that. Butch says he was never going to give 2.0 a chance because the original NXT was his favorite promotion ever. But he is hopeful that Triple H's return and the logo change will mean good things are ahead. Ryan initially was like put off by 2.0 by, quote, lighting and how obvious the audience's knees were. It was a lot of knees, Ryan. It was, it was so a lot knees, of knees, Ryan. Who knew that as as a people we didn't need to see that many knees? But we know that I, now. I only want knees if they're going into someone's face. Um, but Ryan <laughs> did say they came around because of all of the cookie gimmicks. Make it work, okay? Maybe the cookie is. I, I maybe I gotta get because you know I like a cookie. Let's cookie see. is good for some people, and I do respect that. I'm shitting on it because it's not for me, uh, <laughs> but. I love that you love kooky, and I want that for you. As a self, as a kooky person, as someone who's been referred to as kooky and only slapped that person around the face once, I respect it. Was it Bobby? Anyway, um, finally, Lauren said, the wedding technically kicked off 2.0, and that's my favorite thing I've ever seen in years. Yo, we, we love the wedding around these parts. The wedding had a lot of uh, credit in the bank with us, though. I feel like yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like everyone involved in the wedding had a lot of credit in the bank. Um, but it was a beautiful moment. Who doesn't love a wrestling wedding? Who do- we love love. I love a wedding. I love a wedding. If you want to talk more about NXT every week with others who love wrestling like you do, join our Facebook group and follow us on Twitter. Links are down in the show notes. When we come back, we have got three things from wrestling to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Fights. 
Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Travel Anderson. And I'm Jared Hill. We are the hosts of Fanti, the show where we have complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the things that we really, really love sometimes, but also have some problematic feelings about. Yes, we get into it all. You want to know our thoughts about Nicki Minaj and all her foolishness? We got you. You want to know our thoughts about gentrification and perhaps some positive? question mark Uh aspects of gentrification we get into that too every single thursday you can check us out at maximumfun.org listen you know you want it honey so come on and get it (laughs) period welcome back to tights and fights i'm danielle radford and i'm joined today by Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're going to do what we do and share some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Oh, I do love that new sting. Lindsay Kelk, what are you putting over this week, babe? There were so many things, but this is the thing that tickled me the most. <laughs> tickled me, it did. And I keep going back to check it. So um, some of you might remember there was a show called All Out a couple of weeks ago and there was a press conference afterwards. Uh, there was some shenanigans at the press conference. Oh, huh. But I think the most important thing to take away was um, the then AEW world champion is a guy called CM Punk. Mm-hmm. And he was giving a little, he was doing a little chat, little chatty chat about, I don't, I don't remember what. But while he was chatting, he was consuming many lime spindrifts. Many. He, I, he's stacking them up. Stacking them up. Ah, oh, they're so good. And muffins. So he was eating some muffins. And these muffins were play, from a place called Mindy's in the Chicago area. Ever since the <laughs> press conference, AEW fans or wrestling fans have been bombarding Mindy's with reviews online. And they are all, with without exception excellent because you know when wrestling fans are good it's when they're creative on the internet and i'm just gonna read a couple (laughs) of them but they are incredible uh first one is best muffins in the world it's cookie eating time look in my eyes what do you see it's a dozen muffins from mindy's bakery Uh, (laughs) we got i would have given them six stars if this were in the tokyo dome the best pastries ever to enjoy before important meetings with the mvps uh even though i have a joint bank account with my mother i go to this place every day (laughs) Except, of course, Monday and Tuesday. I have every receipt. I have every invoice. (laughs) It's just so good. Uh, My buddy Ace visited here after failing to eat Kenny Omega or some muffins. I'm hurt. I'm old. I'm tired. I work with effing children, but Mindy's Bakery brightens my day every day. It's so good. I threw a chair at one of my co-workers. You won't be disappointed. And then the best one, which is where I'll wrap it up. But I watched a wrestler at a pest conference absolutely scarfing down one of Mindy's muffins while losing his mind. Keep in mind, he is straight edge, but it just made him flip out. So I thought to myself, just what could be in those muffins? So I begged my mom to let me withdraw some money from our joint account, ran down there and had a few muffins. Suddenly I felt rage bubbling up inside of me. I was screaming about how much I hate my co-workers, how much they're all empty-headed dumb fucks, and how I haven't been friends with Scotty Colton since like 2014, and how I'm a grown man and it's no one's business. I'm cranky, I'm hurt, I have to work with kids. Good muffins though. I, it just goes on. It just goes on and it's all, they're all so good. All this so is good. one of the few instances of review bombing where it's like, oh, this is probably actually helping them. Like, I would I'm go. sure they're but getting wouldn't business. wouldn't you go? If you were in the area, wouldn't you go? I would go. 
I would be like, I would like one of the CM muffins, please. Like, please give me mm-hmm. a punk muffin. If you don't start calling them punk muffins, mm-hmm. Mindy, you're leaving money on the table. You need to start uh, mm-hmm. shipping those bad boys. Like, I don't know if you got to freeze them or if you got to just say it's a two-day freshness thing. You got to start shipping those bad boys because we need to do a taste test. They do do. I mean, look, a lot of the Chicago businesses, they have like deals with places that will ship you frozen versions of their food. If anyone knows... I mean, this is very easy information that I could have found for myself. But if anyone knows whether or not Mindy's ship or if anyone can ship Mindy's muffins to us, let us know because I want to taste test those muffins. Don't make me find a friend in Chicago. <laughs> like, don't make me do it. Look, I might and just have them like, because you can vacuum seal it and then send it overnight. Look, we- a muffin will stay good for a couple of days. I mm-hmm. make muffins. I know muffins. A muffin's good for a couple of days. Look, we gonna talk. Halbert is not here. Julian, what are you putting over this week? You guys know I like some real sports along with my wrestle sports. True story. Uh, Nonsense. Yeah, you know, the the bad thing about real sports is that the good guy doesn't always win. Boo. My penance in life for choosing to be a Lakers and Alabama fan who consistently bring me joy for my entire life has been me also being a Chargers fan, which who have Ooh. put me through so much over the course of my years. They, I get they it. They left the city that I grew up in, They came, but they came to the city that I adopted now. They have broken my heart so many times. But you know what? Sometimes you have to just understand that it's fun when they still do good things that make you happy. So mm. earlier on Thursday night, they played against the Chiefs. Derwin James, who was their starting safety, pulled off an insane like double A spine buster straight into the ch- the turf of the Chiefs' terribly problematically named stadium. And it was amazing to the point where Pat McAfee actually had to give it a shout out and said that Arn Anderson would be proud because, it, it, you know, it's it's one of those things where sometimes, you know, I, I feel like as a fan, you can't get too hung up on like things that you'd have no control. And even though it's fun to lose perspective every once in a while, but you have to remember Sometimes it's fun to see your team do cool things, even when they lose. But don't make me get used to that, Chargers, please. I want to see some wins this season. Do that. Real yes. sports. Yes. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Sports, I, sports, sports, there sports. Are sports, 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 sports. I have too many things to put over this week. I'm going to try to keep it. One, um, Sasha Naomi at New York Fashion Week uh, was sickening. They were amazing. I'm putting that over always. Two... Always. Roman Reigns did Logan Paul's impulsive podcast. I know, I know, I'm aware. But Roman Reigns is incredible on it. And it's a good listen. I highly suggest it. And then they wound up being able to like remix it into (laughs) a beef on Twitter, which ended in Triple H being like, hey, I don't know if y'all know this, but I actually have a show you can come on where people settle their differences in like a wrestling ring if you would want to do that, which is one of my favorite ways of like watching people, you know, because obviously impulsive Roman, it's a shoot interview. But then they managed to make it into a work. Clever boys doing clever things. Shoot, work, shoot. That's the kind that shoot, I like. Baby, shoot, shoot, baby, baby shoot, shoot, baby, shoot, baby, shoot, shoot, baby, shoot, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind that I like. And so uh, go listen to Roman on Impulsive or like find clips of it online. I'm sure you can find many clips on Twitter. And then I'm putting this over. <laughs> It's not necessarily wrestling, but it is wrestling in so much as I don't know if it's a work or if it's a shoot, but I love it. Bit Barbie 3 on TikTok has an amazing song that you should go check out. Everyone here is shaking their head because I've talked about it too much in the group chat. Um, 
I don't know what's real and what's fake. <laughs> I only know that it has delighted me endlessly. So go check out Brit Barbie 3 on TikTok. Or if you don't have TikTok, a lot of people don't, go on Twitter and look up period, ah, period, uh. <laughs> you can see what I'm talking about. All right. And so that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were period, ah, Lindsay Kelp, along with me, period, uh, Danielle Radford. Um, does anyone have anything to plug this week? Just that video. I can't believe you <laughs> cursed my life with that. I watched it all the way through, too. And that does, do people, it's up and to you if you go look for yeah. it. But like, we've all watched it all the way through more than once. I have books. Please consider reading them. Um, I'm on social media at Lindsay Kelk. You can find me and all the information about said books there. Come say hi. Read a book. Give a hoot. Read a book. Give a hoot. Read a book. Yo. I have a whole tweet series that I'm going to tweet about like how I just wish that they would bring back scholastic book fairs, but for adults. And I was like, oh, I just mean that I wanted a bookstore. <laughs> I just I just mean bookstores. Julian, what you got to plug, boo-boo? Uh, There's a new episode of GFY uh, today. It's our first episode as part of a series of a couple, I say series, but two episodes in Las Vegas as part of the game show boot camp. We had a couple of Jeopardy winners, so they'll have some big trivia uh, bona fides, if you will, that they will be showing oh. off. Uh, it's, a, it's a really good show. So go listen to that uh, once and now that this one's done. All right. Okay. All right. Um, so as for me, watch the honest trailers. The one that's coming up this next week is very, I won't give it away, very near and dear to my heart, my boy. So uh, I'm very excited about it. But also something very exciting happening, which uh, is happening Saturday, which will be today, the day that you listen to this. At 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I, if you enjoy TTRPGs, me and a bunch of Friggin' amazing, amazing TTRPGers are doing a magical girl inspired charity game. Persephoroth is running it, and I love this, off of the system called uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians. And it <laughs> is benefiting the Texas Equal Access Fund. Texas Equal Access Fund works to expand access to abortion care while simultaneously shifting our culture towards reproductive justice. For those who know anything about me, you know that this is something that I have been super into. I used to volunteer for Planned Parenthood when I was a kid, when they had a teen council, how I broke my first set of glasses. It's fine. In honor of Chris Lamb's birthday, you can find Chris at One Winged Chris. It is going to be, again, Persephoroth, Valentine, Persephone, Valentine. It's going to have me, Xander Generet. Y'all know who that is. Emma Fife, Erica Ishii. It's called Heart of Heroes. It's going to be super fun. It's a magical girl thing. And again, it, it benefits some really good stuff. So go and find that on my Twitter. I'll be plugging that and talking about that a bunch. It's going to be having a lot of fun doing a one shot um, that goes for a really good cause. Thank you so much. Our producer is Ready Player Pun, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music. We're putting him over for that. Also, he has some new music out. Go and make sure that you check that out on all of his pages. Thank you so much to all of the MaxFund members that keep this show going and keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels in the show notes. That is also where you can find the official Types and Fights t-shirt. And we'll be back. I know. And we'll be back next week for more. You guessed it. Wrestling. Types and Fights Podcast. Types and Fights.
Audubon.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.